0: Water polo Podcast. I'm James Smith in Wyoming. And Joe linehan is in San Antonio. You're in San Antonio, right?
1: Yes, I, I do um yeah, I don't really travel that much. You don't anymore, go anywhere? You know? Yeah, so, especially with the go. big news. Yeah. Uh no, and just, you know, we've moved and we've traveled enough and eventually I'll get back out on the road. So
0: Okay. I'm in a place called Carbon. Carbon, Wyoming, and it is spectacular up here. Just unbelievable. I think I'm moving. I love me uh, some Texas, but you know, this is lovely.
1: Oh, uh, the world traveler. Yeah,
0: that is the Smith clan. So. Yeah, the Haw. You have to put. It's really the Hawes clan. That's my wife's last name, and so yeah, she's the one who drives this process. Um, so to be honest, not a whole lot of time today. Although we did, there's a lot of cover, but it is spring break, so we can get right into it. I think. Um, Austin College went out to UOP this last weekend. Uh, need a chance to talk to Mark Lawrence about this because the results to me were quite good. Um, They they lost both games um, by they lost the game on Sunday by five. So that's a pretty good result. But uh, that that not only was that a good result, but Sophie Oliver from Langham Creek High School scored nine goals in two games and was uh, voted the CWPA Division three player of the week. So a really good start to the season for the Ruse. Yeah,
1: I mean, no, it's just great that they got to the travel and play. And congrats to them. I mean, they're like, you know, they're the ones that got their season cut short last year. So I think all of them are probably pretty excited to be playing right now. And yeah, and UOB is a top 10 team. So, and they competed with them. And, you know, I'm not really surprised that, you know, they might have taken their lumps in the first game. But I'm not I'm not really surprised that they were competitive in the second game. They're They're going to get better and better as the season goes on because they're still very young. And but they're very talented. So
0: I think they're rated 17th, not to correct you, but that's what I last read. But regardless, a division one team in a v- extremely powerful conference. So a very, very good team. Um I, I don't know if you heard it. I was trying to rope Mark Lawrence last week into telling us that he would go undefeated the rest of the season. And shockingly, he would not commit to that. But I will just mention it again. The games that are on the schedule for the rest of the season are winnable ones for this team. It's going to be exciting to watch. So
1: that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm sure just kind of just go to the acroos.com website and you can probably watch a ton of games.
0: I think so. Um, I wish they'd stream that one. I don't think they did. I was looking for it on Saturday morning. What's that, right? Anyway, yeah, could not find it. So, um, oh, that's another thing to talk to Mark about. Maybe he's got those on video somehow. All right. Um it's not a Texas team, but gosh, it may as well be. California Baptist. Oh, I ha- I interviewed three of their athletes, Cabot Ferguson, Cameron Cullen, and Zach Lowry. All three of them are from Texas, and Cal Baptist is going to NCAA Championships this week. It's the first time the school has ever gone. And uh I don't think it's the first time a roster has gone to NCAA Championships, you know, in a long time with uh, three Texans, but um it's pretty big news. And, uh, you know, it was a very interesting converse, conversation with them because the season has just been so bizarre. And then next thing you know, these guys who were who were seated third in their conference championships, you know, Zach basically said that they they just knew that they were going to do well. So and they did. They beat Air Force in the conference final. And now they're playing UCLA on Thursday.
1: Yeah. I mean, and kind of, and kind of good luck to them. I mean, it's it's not every day you
0: get some Texas kids playing at the NCAA championships. Not at all. Um, Cameron Cullen, Cabot Ferguson, both freshmen. So you know Zach has had a really spectacular career season. Hopefully, you know the next couple games he's going to really show himself. But um, two young guys, and you know they both said that uh, there's some talk about making Cal Baptist a kind of Texas pipeline. You know, so send some more kids out there. That'd be cool. Um, On Thursday, tomorrow, well, whenever you read, whenever you listen to this, uh, that those games will be streamed live on ncaa.com so please go check that out did you see the the rest of the seedings for this weird tournament
1: oh yeah yeah and then so i guess the winner will end up playing what stanford yep so the winner plays stanford and then on the other side of the bracket you have bucknell versus university of southern cal or uh, i guess usc and then the winner there plays uh, ucla so
0: yeah you're not supposed to call it um so- what was it they said don't call us socal what was it i uh, forgot yeah us so they're they want to be called southern california it's like fine whatever
1: sure, yeah, uh, yeah. But, so like you got the big four then you got uh, cal baptist and bucknell so
0: i predict that the final four is going to be ucla stanford cal and, and southern california um, but
1: i do hope bucknell and cal baptist give those teams over run for their money
0: i want to count baptist they they talk like hey you know any given day you can beat them and that's true it's it's i i should know uc san diego over usc in 2000 i'll never forget that so i was not on that team by the way that's i was well graduated so Uh, i had nothing to do with it no matter what you might say and that's why they were competitive that's right exactly they got rid of all of the uh, riffraff and started to recruit actual players Um, A couple other things, Uh, ODP Clinic in San Antonio this coming uh, uh, Sunday. Um, You know how we know this is because both you and I are going to be there. So it's, uh, but there's still plenty of registrations open, probably close on Thursday. Um, So yeah, go sign up for that. It's one of the, we have an extended number of clinics this year. So this is good news, right?
1: Yeah. And then, and then
0: after this weekend for the
1: next kind of USA Water Pole Tournament, you got the Thunder Spring Invite. March twenty seventh, twenty eighth in North Texas for the eighth grade yeah, and sixth grade and undergroup. group. So
0: it's already full. I, I only <laughs> noticed that recently. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's full. I mean, um, I do think that they had a limited uh, amount of teams. There, yeah, there is still just uh, the social distancing, yeah. Yeah. and I think they could have a they had a maximum of eighteen or twenty teams. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be um, they even have a team coming in from California, so it's gonna be fun. I did not know that. The um, yeah. Do you know which team? It's Diablo uh, um coming in the girls for the okay. eighth grade and under girls yeah, so they have so I believe there's gonna be eight eighth grade and under uh mixed teams and then four um the eighth grade and under girls teams okay. and then I think it's six or seven of the sixth grade and under mixed teams
0: okay cool and they're doing it at uh, the east side up in LISD which has now become I don't know so it's become sort of routine to go through these COVID things in order to, to hold a tournament so they know what they're doing
1: yeah, yeah yeah and i mean but it's going to be i think uh it's going to be thunder that's hosting it yeah and yeah it's is the same location where tags was at this past december so
0: and that's coming up soon too as well yeah so. we got
1: TAGS april 24
0: 25 in south houston in parallel so yeah trying to rope together a team to go there myself uh okay we'll come back here in a second and talk a little bit about high school
2: All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State.
0: This is Max Irving from the U.S. Men's Senior National Team. And to get all things Texas water polo, I'm listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. It's James and Joe back with you on the TX Water Polo Podcast. Uh, let's go over a little bit of high school. There wasn't a whole lot. I mean, it's spring break, you know, for most teams. It's not, like Waco has a different spring break. Uh, isn't, doesn't some in San Antonio? Everybody, I mean, like
1: this is, this is just a weird couple of years where there's school districts that have the early spring break and late spring break. And and for the next two, three years, it'll be everybody will have the same spring break. So um, it's just this is just how the calendar works.
0: Waco seems to always have it a week before. And I was told by somebody who I think would know said that uh, it's because of Baylor. Baylor, apparently, you know, because they wanted to protect their. Precious, precious students from other debaucherous kids, you know, in South Padre had it the week prior, and so then mm-hmm. the local school district did the same. That could be fiction, but it's really from it's from somebody who, who wouldn't joke about that. I don't
1: think that, that is an interesting funny. little trivia piece. But let's get back to water polo.
0: <laughs> Why is that it? Baylor doesn't have a water polo team, and they should. Okay. Um, okay, players of the week. We got our first votes for this uh, for that. Uh, for our program that we do uh, annually, although this is only the second year. So let's get right into it. Um, I won't, How about newcomer of the week? I think that's something to start with.
1: Go ahead, announce it.
0: Newcomer of the week is John Hadjik. I'm fairly certain I'm pronouncing that last name per- correctly, but it's not entirely clear. So those who don't know who this young man is, it's H-A-D-J-I-K. That's John Hadjik. He's from Lamar High School, ninth grader, um, goalkeeper. He had a pretty spectacular first weekend, 74% save record. That's 30 out of 42 shots. And he only started playing goalie in 2019 with Viper Pigeons. So this is his freshman year, and he had a very, very good starting weekend.
1: Yes, and then the male player of the week was Alden Brickmeyer from Keller High School in North Texas. He uh, played his first two games, and he scored 13 goals. And that's pretty impressive. That's what
0: probably six or seven goals a game. So, yeah, supposedly, yeah. Keller is supposed to be a contender, according to the person who voted. So we'll keep an eye open for them. Right. Um, And the uh, female player of the week is Abigail Gatlin. She's uh, um, she was a big shot last year as a freshman. She and she's uh, apparently continuing that trend. She had 18 goals, four assists, eight steals and three field blocks. And uh, apparently is an extremely hard worker. And that is for Dawson High School. So um, there you go. That's the top three or the three uh, selections for this week. Make sure that you make your votes for next week. This is working out quite well. We've got a lot of votes, which is nice. Um, And uh, we will do this uh, weekly until the season's over. Now, one thing we did have here, we we had a newcomer that was not necessarily a
1: freshman. So we have to define the rules here. Does newcomer mean freshman or just new to the sport?
0: No, new to the sport. I mean, we're we're using the honor system. So if you're trying to push somebody's a newcomer who's you know sort of been dabbling in the sport for the last couple of years, that's not really the point. It's somebody who's you know new, like hopefully you know this year new.
1: Oh yeah, and just I'm just double checking so. Thank you for all the nominations because I thought we had a we had we had a tremendous response. So and it was kind of hard to kind of kind of pick and choose this year. But keep keep them coming in, and
0: then we are going to try to try
1: to recognize as many kiddos as possible. Definitely. Um,
0: similarly, for the rankings for the teams, sums up. I need to tweak the model or something that's not quite working correctly. So, for those of you who may have voted, uh, you know, uh, thank you very much. And I'm going to ask you again to do it later. But uh, right now, not uh, super good data on how to uh, rank these teams, and that's my fault, nobody else's. So, so there you go. But we we generally speaking know from speaking to coaches, from watching tournaments and such. Um, who the top teams in the state really are, uh, or these are safe guesses for those who may make states, wouldn't you say?
1: Probably. I mean, you got like, you know, um, just in general, you know, like definitely from, from the, like the Houston area, you have Dawson and Foster and, you know, and side Creek and Jesuit. Um, those are always going to be strong teams. Um, then over in Austin, I think you had mentioned what a oh, round rock and Cedar Ridge for both boys and girls.
0: Yep, they they were pretty dominant the first weekend, and I'm not even certain they're playing this weekend, but they may be. Um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see how the how it comes how they play against other teams because I think they just had a limited number of games so far.
1: And then um, on the on the girl side over in Houston, you know, you got you know uh, Foster and St. Agnes. You know, you're always going to have the like, you know, the site, like the side Creek girls as well. So there I mean, there's a ton of really strong teams. And then in and then in uh, North Texas, you kind of have the usual suspects, you know, uh, like uh, on the boys side. I, I know St. Mark's beat Flower Mound this past weekend. I think it was a close game. It ended up being like three goals. Um, so those are like the top two boys teams. And then the next little tier is going to be Marcus and um, and Geyer and Southlake. Then and the uh, and then for the girls is the same except you just take out St. Mark's. So okay. And Then you, I mean, and that is again Marcus, Kyer, yeah. Flower Mound, and Southlake. With Flower Mound probably being a little bit head and shoulders above the crew, kind of kind of right now.
0: So oh, you think so? Okay, that'll be that'll be cool to watch because I think then, that, I mean, that
1: competition's and, pretty tight. And it's always kind of curious because you know, like yeah, like you get the teams out there that start off the year really really well. Are they going to improve throughout the year? It's always about improving throughout the year. And that's been kind of a hallmark of the state champions and the teams that make it a state, you know, in each of the regions. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily kind of how you do the first couple of weekends. It's going to be kind of how you do throughout the year. So, right.
0: You know, Mark Lawrence mentioned that his strategy is typically to start the season with very, very tough games. And I do you, th- you think that's the right thing to do? With is that what you would do with your high school team?
1: I have not really coached a high school team, but that's what I would do. Yes, I'm, like, I I'm always about um, I'm, like I'm always about challenging the kids to start. It's, it's not, right? It's not, it's not. It's not really about the record. It's about how are you going to end up at the end of the year. For yeah. your like, yeah, like like your district director, and are like, are you going to make it to state, and then how do you do it state? So yeah.
0: okay, uh, and, any and news yeah, and,
1: and Kate and Kelly and I kind of talk about uh, that in the interview today. So
0: yep and we have her uh, lined up for that to talk. What else do you talk about? Is it it's? I mean, this again, it's about this very strange season. It's about the first weekend of play. Um, what else, was there anything else of, of interest that you covered?
1: No, I mean we. I mean, I do believe that. Uh, um, I've heard through the grapevine that Physical Water Waterpolo is, is trying to have a 16 team girls state championship and then a 16 team boys state championship. Of course they are separate weekends kind of this year. Yeah. And that's going to allow them to spread out and have like hour and a half time slots and and really just be able to have and just kind of focus on the girls, but I believe they there was talk about maybe having 8 or 4 maybe even, but, but I think they're going to have 16 and I believe that both are going to have spectators. Oh, so that's huge. Yeah, so which is which is going to be great, and um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just kind, of, I'm just looking forward to all the athletes just to keep playing, and you know, how are how our teams going to qualify at their regional tournament? That's going to be up to each of the regions to kind of decide, but um, that'll be that'll be what April 30th and May 1st weekend, and you know, it's just everybody play right now and keep getting better, and you know, and the state championship is going to be here before we know it.
0: That's nice. I, you know, I've spoken to coaches as well, and they were worried that there would be just top four teams. And, you know, if that's what you had to do under the circumstances, so be it. But And uh, no, it's not fixed, Joe, but it's, uh, it's uh, still not necessarily written in stone. But uh, 16 teams plus spectators, that's really big. That makes a big difference. OK, we'll come back with your conversation with Caitlin Kelly, and then we'll wrap up very quickly because
2: I got to get out of here. Hi, this is Natalie Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo. In Texas. All
1: right, today we have Caitlin Kelly of kind of, of St. Agnes Academy. Caitlin, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: So Caitlin's been at St. Agnes for about 11 years, and then she also graduated from Side Creek in 2000 and played at at Iona on the East Coast. Like kind of after that, um, you guys are on spring break right now
2: we are we just started we are what three days in on spring break
1: not long enough I'm sure right so yeah. and then um so like just in general kind of kind of before we get into the swimming water bowl stuff how has the 2021 school year been for you
2: it's and definitely been a little bit crazy been. yeah we are um our goal is to just make it to the end of the year right all in one piece and yep. uh COVID has changed everything um with everybody so um we are you know flexibility is the key word for the year so we are being flexible and we are zigging and zagging and doing our best
1: you're yeah like yeah like you're making more work and 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 i think you you and i were talking kind of before we got on about how at this point you would have maybe had 15 games but now you're at three games already so yes it's different for everybody and just get through the season yep and be thankful that we're actually going to have a season.
2: True. Yep. We usually would have gone, um, we usually go to Florida the same weekend that UIL swimming happens. We have, a, we get a little lucky because we, you know, finish a week before everybody. So we usually go, we call it our dust off tournament and, uh, we go out there and have some fun, play some water polo. And then we come back here and usually play in another tournament, maybe have a couple of games, uh, you know, weeknight games. So we would have been about 15 games in probably at this point, And we are three scrimmages in at this point. So we're certainly a little bit behind um, where we normally would have been game-wise, but we are, that is our goal is to just, we just want to play. <laughs> That's all we yeah, want to do is play water polo.
1: And before we get too far in about water polo, how did your swim season go? I know it SBC well, was so a little- so yeah, all... we
2: swim in taps and we were, we won state this year for the sixth year in a row. So that was- a big accomplishment. We were happy. We made it to the end of the season with our full squad. And um, yeah, we were able to bring home another championship for St. Agnes. So.
1: And then how happy are the girls to transition to water polo?
2: I think pretty happy. There, there you, <laughs> you know, there not you all go. of my swimmers play water polo. I have a lot of um, club kids that I haven't been able to convince to come play yet. I try every time though. I try every time I talk to them. Um, but the ones that were, you know, swimming and were able to transition, I think we're pretty excited. So
1: no, no, and I mean, realized
2: really quickly how swimming shape is not the same as water polo shape.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that, yeah, that's always kind of a big, especially after you taper. Right. No, yeah. you can actually. I mean, it's always been my whole thing. You can go from a water polo season into a swim season and be in pretty good swim shape.
2: Sure. The
1: opposite, not necessarily true. No,
2: so. definitely does not translate the other way.
1: So, so, um, how is your water polo season going? Yeah, so far, I think you mentioned three games so far.
2: Yep, it's okay so far. We've played uh, Memorial and Foster. So um, we tied a scrimmage with Memorial and I think we were maybe two, up two goals on Foster by the end of things uh, yesterday. So, um, you know, feel okay about it. But also, you know, we have a lot of work to do, <laughs> to that's, put it okay. mildly.
1: <laughs> and for those that are listening, uh, Concona Sanandis is known for getting better and better as uh, as this, as the season goes on. So who are you playing this weekend?
2: So this weekend we're playing. going to um, the Mave, the Brave tournament. But I think this year it's called Be Mave, Be Brave like Mave. They haven't, they had to switch the name of the tournament. So um, we'll see a lot of the Sci Fair schools this weekend. Memorial will be back. Um, I think Clear Creek will be there. We'll see a couple of schools from the um, CCISD side. So we kind of get an array of teams. We'll get three games per day, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday as well. So we're looking to. Put some minutes into the pool this weekend.
1: So I know you have six seniors. Six, and yep. So what are your expectations kind of kind of for your team this year? Are, are, are you still figuring that one out? Or is it always let's go win state?
2: I mean, obviously, I think everybody's ultimate goal is always to win a state championship. Um, but certainly our goals have shifted a little bit, not shifted, but we've added to them. And this year is to get through the season healthy, right? Not have to quarantine, not have to um, lose anybody. We've had already some crazy circumstances that I couldn't explain to you if I tried, you know, um, but if we've had to jump over those hurdles. So um, our goal is to get through to the end, like the end being the state, cha- the state championship, but also just the state tournament um, with a full team and as healthy as possible. And so, yeah, I think team goal would be hopefully maybe to um, win another regional championship, move on to state and then, take a state championship if we can. I mean, why not dream big, right?
1: Yeah. So who are the other good, strong girls teams in the state? Not just yeah,
2: Houston for sure. You know, there's always foster and Memorial. Um, I haven't seen side Creek or Jersey village at this weekend. We will, we'll see how that goes, but we certainly have our, you know, similar rivals year to year. Those would be them. I would say um and then dallas teams you know you never know what we're gonna get from them i would imagine i expect that flower mound and southlake will be good um i know marcus has been getting better and better each year we usually make it a point to travel to dallas um for a tournament or two uh because i think it's important to diversify who we're playing against every year that's how we get better so Uh, But this year is, that's not going to happen for us. So, but if anybody wants to come down and play us, we are more than happy to host you. Just let me know. Um, But we can't travel for anything other than postseason right now. So um, I think we're going to, that's going to be a little bit of a disadvantage for both people, both sides, not to really know like what's going on with everybody else, but we follow along on Twitter and everywhere else that we can. And you know. And
1: then the kids play like club and stuff like that. True. So they know yeah. who the good kids are True. kind of a little bit. So, yeah. and then you'll be watching a little bit closer at States since it's only going to be right. girls only States. So that's what do you think right. about that? So what do you think about that?
2: Um, I think it's kind of exciting. I, I wouldn't have minded if they, the weekends were flip-flopped, you know, just so we could get an extra week of playing in, but um, you know, that's just a little detail. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's exciting. I, it'll be um these are focused on girls' water polo, which is exciting for
1: me. So, yeah, and then I just think they're spreading it out, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And I and I and I'm hoping to help and I yeah, can get in, yeah, and not just the Fosh but some other stuff in there. And maybe we can even get some uh, streaming going for the first time. That would time be
2: ever. great. That would be really cool.
1: It's, it's a lot easier now than it was a year ago,
2: true,
1: you know. And uh, but um, no, so you've already mentioned and yeah, and kind of touched on some challenges. Oh kind of talk a little bit about the challenges for just the kids and the mindset the covid and i mean that it, we don't as like we don't think i think is oh it's oh they're kids and they can bounce back just from your perspective and yeah and your girls please
2: yeah i think um you know we always ask a lot of our athletes in terms of the time that they give to us and Um, you know effort and things like that and because water polo is such like a blitzkrieg season it's really fast so we usually play every weekend like this week even like I usually give them a couple of days off for spring break but not this year just because we need the time so um, and so I think beyond that this year we've also asked them to be super cautious about what they're doing outside of school and outside of um, water polo so limiting travel, limiting who they're hanging out with. And I think that is a challenge. My girls have, I think are pretty bonded outside of the pool to one another, which is really nice, but um, also, you know, asking them not to hang out with their friends as a teenager is a big, big ask. Um, So I feel for them on that. So I'm also trying to create an environment of fun for them um, that they want to participate in and want to be at. So it doesn't feel like I'm just controlling their every move
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and that's and that's one thing I, I and yeah and I think coaches kind of forget about it, it is fun sure like kids like playing water polo because it is fun because they get uh-huh. to push a little bit you know there's yeah there's no lane lines and yeah and yeah and stuff like that so it, it is fun just talk a little bit about all the professional development stuff over the last year that yeah that you might have taken advantage of
2: Yeah. So, um, it was different for sure. Everything was virtual. I usually go to WowPAC, which is a conference for women and in in the fall, but I didn't get to go this year because it didn't happen. Um, they ended up not doing a virtual clinic. I was hoping that they might, but, um, luckily we were able to do all the coaches to coaches things. Um, that you facilitated a lot of, um, that are also all still available. So we've used them a lot. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's at (laughs)
1: txwaterpole.com.
2: That's right. There you go. Shout out. (laughs) Um, so that's certainly been, uh, really helpful and it's always nice, especially switching from like swim season to water polo season. Um, and the lack of kind of the club season this year, usually you're kind of switching back and forth, but this year there was much more of a distinction between, uh, swim season and water polo. So you always need that little extra help to kind of Switch your brain back into water polo mode. So it was helpful to have those as resources for sure.
1: And then another big change, yeah, for this year is new water polo rules. Yeah. All right. Every team's Hospital. doing it a little bit differently. So what do you think about the new rules first? Just uh, what do you think about the new rules?
2: Um, I think once I learned them myself and understood what they all meant, I think I think it may- moves the game along a little faster. Quite honestly, and eliminates me having to yell right back, right back. So um, yeah, I think, again, I'm still understanding them and as they're implemented or not implemented in certain situations. So, uh, but yeah, I think it moves the game along a little quicker. I think it opens up a little more opportunity for uh, different things. So I kind of like it.
1: I just like that, you know, as far as the popping of the ball, there's no more three-second rule or yes. the reasonable uh, amount of time. The reasonable just, amount
2: of time is really I mean, hard to explain to a JV Water
1: Bowl player. <laughs> a 14-year-old, like, huh, what's going yeah. on? Uh, you know, but, like, it's just – and it's hard to explain to a new referee, too. True. So now it just makes it easier for everybody. Coaches, True. refs, parents, athletes. Yeah. And the, the, the easier that we can make it – and the less thinking that people have to do, the better – i just think the better it's gonna be and then the and then the one thing is the inside of six meters and the penalty shot can be called you know even if they're holding the ball just you're you're gonna stop seeing those kids that are climbing and just kind of hacking at at the like i like at the opponent i'm just like it's a safety thing i think those are great and then have you worked on a goalie play for seven on six or seven on five yet
2: So (laughs) we were actually in a situation the other day in our scrimmage with Foster and I have a new goalie. She's not brand new. She was our JV goalie last year, Um, but you know, they lost three fourths of their season and then we couldn't play all summer. So she's pretty green. She's coming along. We're really excited about her. She's, she's fantastic kid. Um, So we were in a situation where uh, I was like, Oh, we could pull, we could pull Annie, we could pull the goalie. And I said it to Chris who, you know, is, Uh, was at the game and Chris Ellis and he's also an official right so he knows all the rules and things um and he's like do you think we're ready for that and I was like (laughs) no but should we do it anyway (laughs) we didn't end up doing it we ended up uh you know bailing on it just because we thought it was too new and you know anyway so or we hadn't explained it well enough and all of that so but we thought about it so it's in the works we'll figure it out hopefully eventually but we're not quite there yet
1: there's some very kind of unique things that coaches are doing right now, which, yeah yeah, yeah, which is great. Now, how did like, how, how is your team adapted kind of to the new rules and how did you teach the girls like the new rules?
2: Yeah. So we got, you know, again, I got lucky. I t- like I said, mentioned Chris Ellis, he's um, one of my varsity coaches. So he's also an official. So having him to explain the rules from an official's standpoint was really helpful. Um, so we, we we went over it in the pool first. Um, And then like a week later, and then we really like hammered home, like get it live, get it live every time. And just really like put them in situations where they had to do it over and over and over again. Um, And then we went into a classroom um, and put it up on the board and like showed the examples that were sent out. Um, You know, I airdropped all the little videos to them Mm -hmm. and we watched them and they asked questions and he answered. So I was really lucky to have him available for that. So, and we'll continue doing that because as i've said in the past couple of games we we're, they're not we haven't totally implemented them successfully yet we, we're still having a couple of issues so
1: there's it's going to be issues for a while it's not just the athletes not just the coaches it's the referees as well True. um the people running the clock yep. yeah, it's of just be patient with everybody please yeah. <laughs> and uh but, yeah, but no i mean i like the new rules um but uh yeah and, and I think that this is a big step because it's the first time in what, like, what 30, 40 years that all the rules are the same.
2: Yeah. I like that.
1: So you don't have refs that are sitting there going, what am I doing right now? Is right. this high school? Is this, this on self? their like
2: seventh game for the day at a tournament or something? Yeah. It makes yeah, it exactly. a, yeah, easier.
1: Well, Caitlin, um, kind of good luck this weekend. Thank um, you. And then congratulations on your sixth straight state championship for swimming. Thanks. Um, I, I appreciate kind of kind of you joining us and we will get you back for a coach to coach session Kind
2: of begin here
0: soon, okay. Love it. All right, thanks, Joe. That was Caitlin Kelly, the head coach at Saint Agnes, St. Agnes Academy, yeah, Correct. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also an ODP coach who will be in San Antonio this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, she and Joe covered a lot of territory there. Um, what else? Anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, just kind of, yeah, just kind of good luck to all the teams that are playing this weekend. I, um, and then once I think we're going to get back here. Starting next weekend, a ton of tournaments around the state. Everybody's going to be back from spring break. Um, It's it's going to be kind of a race to the finish here. Yeah,
0: very much so. Okay, thank you, Joe. That's it. Thank you for listening, telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. If you want to support the work we do, uh, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. The gifts, uh, you know, we've gotten some very nice gifts. I'm not working on the microphone that I bought that I used last week, which sounded good. I'm just using an old pair of headphones today, but that's my problem. So, uh, so thank you very much for that as always. And, uh, we really appreciate it. So until next week, so long from Wyoming.
1: This has been a production of TWP Sports LLC.